Welcome everybody to the Over The Top Podcast. I am your host Carter and thank you for tuning in. This week I'm finding myself in a beautiful little town called Clarence in the Free State. And I'm hoping to go out tomorrow morning and get some excellent drone footage. It's a scenic place, uh, it's lots of mountains and um, yeah it's quite something. So uh, if you haven't yet, check out my channel at Over The Top Content on YouTube. I've uh, got some nice things coming your way there. And just a brief announcement about the podcast. We've been published on six different platforms now, including Google Podcasts, Spotify, and soon Apple Podcasts as well. So if you haven't yet, please subscribe and um, yeah, follow, follow this journey. I was speaking to Candice from Arpas Training Academy. Last week's episode, we handled the business the more core business aspects and we talked about the drone industry in general this week's episode we're talking more around getting certified the steps involved choosing an institution that's right for you and if you're looking to switch careers how to get started in the drone industry and what skill sets transfer well might be surprised at the answer if i am sounding a bit off i had a bit of man flu while recording so just bear with me on this episode without further ado let's uh, get this show started then let's start at the more educational side of this conversation what does one look for in an ARPA school like I want to get certified what's what's the things to look for you know uh, as a, for a prospective student um, what does one look for in these schools so the, the first thing seeing that you've been talking about red tape which I find exceptionally vital to anyone who's looking for any type of aviation school is to ask for their certification um, the last thing you want to do is end up on a online site and they're saying oh we do drone training and you'll be certified and um, the only schools that can give you certification are ATOs so if you go on to the rpaztrainingacademy.com website you'll clearly yeah. see that you know even in our advertising we place our ATO number everywhere to show that we are completely legitimate and uh, we also say to people please phone the CAA um, you know, the contact number is 011-545-1000. Ask them about us. Um, if they say, oh, we've never heard about you, then you need to worry. Um, you know, so we, 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 we always stress, find, out, find their certification. Then the next yeah. thing is, you know, obviously everyone looks at price first. We're all a bit price sensitive when it comes to buying things. So we also then... I always say to everyone, whether it's manned or unmanned aviation or any aviation course, um, make sure that everything is accounted for. So what you would sometimes find is, you know, someone who's who's never been in the aviation sector will go, oh, goodness, you know, it only costs this amount. And then you get that amount and then you go and you pay that money in. And all of a sudden, you know, now you need a ruler and you need a specific pencil and you need to go do an aviation medical and, you know, the cost starts to rack up. So as RPAS Training Academy, we display all the items there for you. We send you a list of all the doctors you can go to, um, you know, because the doctors also, they, they charge different prices. One doctor will be uh, 3,000 Rand. The next doctor can sometimes be 7,000 Rand. 
Um, so yes, make sure that all the pricing is displayed, everything is accounted for. And then the next thing I would do is go onto their social media profiles and you know have a look at the students who've actually trained with them and, and get in touch with them and then chat to them. Um, you know, most websites should have you know, testimonials or something to that effect. Go have a look at what people are saying about you know that that training institution. Um, if there's bad reviews, naturally steer away. It's um, you know it's like anything when you're looking to purchase it online these days. You first go and check out what's the Google star rating, how's it rated on Facebook. Um, that that for me would be the, the first three steps. And the last one is how they interact with you. Um, you know, not every facility is maybe for everyone. Uh, we all different personalities, and that's what makes us all great as, as human beings. Um, so have a chat with the people and say, you know, get a feel for who they are. And uh, even if you if you're able to um, go and have a visit. Um, so I know right now with lockdown and COVID, it's, it could prove to be quite difficult. Um, but go and visit their facilities and see that they have the equipment and, you know, they, they are who they say they are and, and have a look at, you know, how the staff kind of greet you and that type of thing. So for me, that's, that's would be the, the, the top four things to look for in, this, in your archive school. Well, uh, you'll be happy to know. I actually, like I say, I'm documenting my whole journey and I went onto Facebook and there's a, gro- a group called Drone South Africa. And I actually yes. asked, and you guys, I, I got you guys through them. So awesome. I heard very nice <laughs> and good things. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, we've, it's, we've it's, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> we've had really yeah. good students. I really, I really have enjoyed them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, you know, they, they, I only got good feedback from you guys. So, so again, you know, I'm very transparent on the show. Great, and and it's interesting that you, it's, I'm very, it's very interesting that you say, you know, about being an ATO. <clears throat> I also reached out to a few other institutions, which shall remain nameless. Mm. Um, and uh, it's it's funny because I so what I did and and Candace, and, and thank you for this because your team was quite quick to reach out. Katie was quite, you know, quick to reach out to me and very efficient and very good and friendly. And and I really enjoy that because mm-hmm. I'm kind of documenting that all because for me, <clears throat> you know, it all starts with good service and the user experience. You can have the best school. But if you're not actually responding to your web queries, you know, that really doesn't matter because consumers are out there. They are sending four or five schools messages. You know, they, they, they're looking for that user experience. They, they want to have that helpful consultant. Mm-hmm. I had a chat with Katie and, and, and she was very, very good at what she, what she, what she does. And she's very clued up. And, and, and then I spoke to you and, you know, the, the experience has been really good. You know, I, you know you, I, I, I told you guys I would like to interview you. And, and, and you were very open to the idea. And I was like, you know, you see the value of having open, honest, nice conversations, um, you know, and, and putting your name out there. And I love that. And, and the school that shall remain ma- nameless, um, I sent a few messages and I did this intentionally because, you know, I wanted to see what happens. <laughs> and <clears throat> just one day I was working and I got a phone call and it's, it's, it's this lady and she's, she's, she's quite... I would say confrontational. She's like, what do you, what do you want to do? I'm like, no, I, I tell her my, you know, my spiel. Hey, I'm Carter. I'm in the IT industry and I kind of want to, you know, get into the drone industry. And, and I tell her the whole story. And, and she's just like, no, I don't, I don't accept, I don't accept any, any interviews. And I'm like, 
Well, in my back of my mind, I'm like, oh, that's dodgy. But I'm like, you know what? Let me give her the benefit of the doubt. And, and I'm like, no, but but why not? It's like, no, we are small mom and pop kind of place. And I'm like, but but that's a strength. People like businesses like yours. You know, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with a small business. And and then later I realized and um, I spoke with someone else and I realized there's actually an online list of, of certified ATOs online. Yes. And this said institution wasn't even on that list. So I take it they probably, so so again, you know, in my mind, probably what's happening is they're probably marketing stuff that they don't do. Mm. They say, cool, we can give you this, this, and this. But they're probably either deceptive or they, they, and there's, you know what? And it's fine. If you don't, if you do a few things and you do them well, and it won't get someone a license, I, I'm for that. You, you do something that's cool. You know, stay with your niece. Just be honest about it. So, so what I got was like this very confrontational experience. Uh, the lady was very confrontational, and 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 I don't think she was upfront. You know, she just said like, "Listen, you know, we, we're on our journey to becoming certified, or you know what, we we're doing this, and and this is all we offer, and and we're happy with that." I would have been cool with that, but just the whole. It left a sour taste in my mouth because mm-hmm. I was like, wow, you're, you're confronting me and kind of, you know, demanding answers from me and in a very aggressive manner. And I wasn't very, you know, impressed with that. So it was it was a very bad experience. But, you know, again, I, I, yeah, no, yes, I was, I, the rest of the day I was kind of unhinged. I was like, what's happening? No, but you see, our, our whole thing is, is, you know, first of all, you're parting with your hard-earned cash to do something that yeah. you really want to do. So, you know, you you can do a lot of things and you can dial one for this and five for that and you, and you get a computer that speaks to you. But this is still an industry that people need to understand. So um, that's why we, we interact with as many people as we can and we have these conversations so that we can impart and say, you know, like the ROC versus the RPL, the drone training. Um, it's it's vital information that people need. So we're happy yeah. to to have the conversation. And uh, you know, like you said, when someone's phoning you and uh, it's a potential client, and and that person is is quite hostile. Yes, it does raise. It should cause you to raise an eyebrow. And so, uh, red <laughs> <light>. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, go, go do a bit of homework. And, and if you, even if you don't want to go follow the rest of the steps, the first thing you should be doing is making sure that they are certified and um, because it's your hard earned money and, and you want to, yeah, you want to result at the end of the day for, for what for the money that you've spent. Um, Cause you're going to work for, you're going to work for your license or, you know, certificate, whatever it might be, make sure that the institution is certified to do what they say they can. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and and like I say, you know, just be honest and upfront. Like say, hey, we can teach you how to the basics of how to fly a drone and not to crash it in the first five days. That's what we do. <laughs> yeah. Great. Cool. Like some people will pay for that, you know, 100%. You know, some people are not confident with taking, you know, their drone into the air and, and just go flying. They they might like, like I had an experience. I, I, I flew my drone. Um like the bombastic idiot that I am on the second day, I saw flamingos at a pond. I decided it'd be a great idea to film them. <laughs> and um, as I'm flying, <laughs> now this is why we've got pre, uh, pre-flight flight checks probably, but uh, you can maybe correct me and tell me what I did wrong. So I was, I was filming them and I was having a jolly of a time. And in some stage of the flight, my drone actually disconnected. Now, 
it, it's called, you know, it lost signal. So, so what, what can happen when it loses signal is one of three things. It can hover, it can return home. And the third one, which is very fun and over a body of water, is land. Splash. So, <laughs> uh, almost, almost. So what happened is I lost transmission. All of a sudden, in the, quite far away, I can see my drone starts descending. I was out of I was out of that bucky like real quick sprinting towards it hey and just just before it went into the water and I saw this after the fact how close I was to the water it, it I got my signal back and my finger was obviously you know for it up to it to de- ascend immediately so I was pointing it upwards so yeah, that was a stressful moment. So I almost crashed my cro- drone on the second day, but not by knowing what my drone will do when it lost signal. So for everyone out there, just a precaution, like make sure that before you go out for your first flight, don't be an excited idiot like me. Uh, go through the settings, read the manuals. You can actually on DJI, DJI drones, they actually have a full on video tutorial that teaches you everything. But also one thing I want to put some emphasis on, a little t- tip for me as well, with the return home, yes. it actually you can set the altitude. Make sure that the altitude is higher than anything else in that area. Because believe you me, if 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 you lose signal or you return home and it's set to 10 meters, but you've got trees that are 15 or 20 meters high, which is exceptionally high trees are tall trees, you'll fly into those trees because most 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 drones like the Mavic Mini only have sensors at the bottom. So they can't see in front of them. So they'll fly right into it. So just a little, you know, useful uh, tip from my side, which was quite almost catastrophic, but I could have been avoided. So yeah, luckily it didn't crash, but it was very cr- <laughs> uh, close. So um, Candice, I see that we did have another question here regarding the ROC, but I think we kind of... Um, covered it quite well unless you want to add something more to it no i think we uh, yeah i think we, we, we yeah we actually and... yeah we, we did a proper job earlier <laughs> so we'll 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 move uh, over to what skill sets you think transfer well over to the drone industry i'm a i'm an accountant or i'm an it guy or there's some soft skills that you've seen that actually makes the transition easier um what core skills are quite important in the industry in which skills actually transfer quite easily over into the drone industry would you say so that's again that's that's a very not a very that's a very open-ended question i know i know so it depends you know um it depends on let's say the roc what what they're into so um if you're in the mining sector and you want to do um quantity volumetrics quantities hotspot detections um you know if you've study that and then you get a drone and, and you train up for the drone then those two skill sets will complement each other and um, you know if you're in the media uh, sector and you've studied to be a cinematographer and um, that will complement the, the use of drone and um, security yeah. so it, it, it's literally you know anything that that's and that's what i said in the beginning which, which is so incredible about the drone sector is it literally spreads across everything and so yeah. if you're a teacher and you want to teach drones, it's going to complement. Um, that also being said, I mean, um, yeah, it's really, how long is a piece of rope? <laughs> no, so, so what we're trying to say here is you don't start from ground zero when you join the drone industry. There's so many skills that can transfer. I think that's the message I actually want to put out yeah. to that question. 
is if you if you are in security, you can augment your security or your surveying skills with a drone. If you if you're in agriculture, as mentioned earlier, when I lost my voice, um, you <laughs> you can do surveying of your yields. There's so many things you can do yes. with it. Uh, you you never quite start from ground zero. You actually bring all the skills that you have acquired in your life. You bring it over to the drone industry, and you actually augment whatever role you're in. But usually, if you're in a specialized field already, you're in a good space to move. So don't see it as an obstacle. See it as an opportunity to augment. Um, rather than an obstacle yeah. when you want to get, become a drone pilot. No, absolutely. And I mean, it's also a thing of, you know, even if you if you straight out of school, um, we've had students who, well, I don't like the word students, candidates, um, RPL candidates who've come to us in December holidays after completed, completing their matric exams and trained for the two weeks and they were working in January as, as professional drone pilots. I would have loved to be a student in, in this era, but uh, <laughs> knowing what I know, know now, yeah. um, it's, it's fascinating. It's kind of the best kind of job, especially if you're just out of school, you know, you, yeah. get, to, you get to fly drones. I mean, that's like, again, you know, ticking all the right boxes for a young person. Um, and then a boring, tedious office job, you know, um, I'm, 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 I'm not hitting on the office jobs. I started there as well, but I'm thinking I would much rather have been a drone pilot and then kind of find my niche, be it in programming or the data side or whatever. But yeah, it's, it's quite interesting. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, Candice, moving on with, with this, like let's talk about a high level overview of you guys' curriculum. Can you talk me through that, please? Yeah, absolutely. Tell us. What, you, what wisdom you guys wish to impart on us? So, you know, the, the curriculum is quite standard um, because, again, it, it is regulated. Um, so yeah. how we kind of, how we operate is that we, we split into three different sections. So uh, firstly will be your lectures. We do, at the moment, um, we're doing live streaming uh, classes. So from eight until five, um, the instructor will hop on to a session with the group and, and go through the subject material. So it's quite vast, you know, from meteorology to human performance to air law, flight planning. There's a lot of things that, um, that we package in there for you to, to start learning about. And then that lecture, those lectures take six days. Then once you've completed the lectures, you then need to write the examinations and pass them with 75% or higher. And that is the mm-hmm. minimum pass rate. Um, so once that's completed, that's, you could call it phase one. Then the next phase would be the practical um, element, which is where you do your flying and you would go down to the field with a, with an instructor, you would fill in the authorization sheets, complete your safety checks and, you know, all of that, fly the drone, land it, charge the batteries, you know, log the hours in your logbook. And, uh, you know, then have a, a briefing with your instructor. To, they'll say, okay, you know, just don't use so much input as an example and rather do this and you did that well. And so and that, that's what it, that's entailed in, into the practical session. Then we have a simulator, you know, that our clients can use. We, we don't charge for it at all um, because we believe it's a, it's, a very, it's a very great tool for you to hone your skills. Um, I'm so proud of you guys that you have a simulator. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I was fantasizing about it earlier in the episode and, and, and here you are like, 
by the way, and I like I liked how you kept it from me this whole time. <laughs> I was saving it for the perfect moment. Um, no, but, but so excellent. We, well played. We we have the simulator um, for the multi-rotor category and the aeroplane category. And what we have seen yeah. is, especially in the aeroplane category, it's not that easy to to real life fly the aeroplane drones. Um, so a lot of times the guys will go sit on the simulator and practice and then they go out to the field and there's quite a marked change um, of the difference in skill from when they just try to like, you know, okay, here we go, let's give it a shot to simulator and then going to actually go and apply the skills that they did on the computer. So we, we see value in it, obviously. Um, so yeah, so while you're busy with your flight hours, you can use the simulator and then, you know, phase three, uh, we do a mock skills test. So a lot of our clients have not come from an aviation background. Um, and mm. when it comes to the skill test, they're like, oh my goodness, what am I supposed to expect? So we kind of simulate that for the clients and we say, all right, this is the ground evaluation and this is where they test all your theory knowledge. So the the, the DRE, which is a designated RPAS um, uh, examiner, he has or she has carte blanche in asking you anything from your theory. Um, so we pick some of the hot topics that we and we know that you know DREs like to ask um, you know questions about, and we, we give you I think it's about fifty questions that you can go through at your own pace, and then we, yeah. we you know when you do your flying you you get a what we call a checkout flight, and that is where we will say okay this is where the DFE or DRE sorry um, is going to ask you to fly like this and that and that. And so now you've experienced what it should feel like. And then we have the skills test, which is where the DRE actually flies with you and, and the nerves and the stomach and the butterflies all happening. And that's the part where you need to pass that in order to obtain your license. Now, once that's yeah. completed, then we take all the paperwork to the authorities and then we submit it and start the process of getting that beautiful red uh, RPL license book for you. And once that's in, we take your license and then we send it to your home or to your business address, wherever you need it in South Africa. And you mm. then officially have a remote pilot license. Um, from there, you can then further your, your you know, drone studies. You can go into, as I mentioned before, uh, BVLOS, which is beyond visual line of sight. You can become a drone mm. instructor. Um, you know, you can add more, you know, different um, ratings to your license so if you only did multi-rotor you can then add aeroplane if you want to at a later stage um, and then yeah every two years you need to renew your license so your medical your aviation class three medical that needs to be renewed as well as your license just to make sure that you still have the skills um, and the coordination and everything that that needs to to kind of happen when you're flying the drone um, yeah. And then what we do for people, especially if they haven't flown a drone in two years, um, we'll go through everything with them again, just do a bit of a theory refresher, do a flight refresher, and then, um, you know, give them to the DFE to do the test. And the reason we do that is we we, we notice that a lot of people um, who just go and test, they fail. And it, it's so, you know, demotivating. So we rather, you know, give you the tools really like get the dust off, off the cob and the cobwebs off the you know the brain, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know then then people are a lot more relaxed because it is quite the skills test can be quite uh, can be quite nervous. 
It's like getting your car license for the first time. My, my foot actually shook on the pin. Like, yeah, before I put my foot down, it actually started shaking. I'm like, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that wasn't fun. So, so yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of the line. I mean, it's a lot of time. There's a lot of effort. There's a lot of, uh, you know, money that you sink into this. So, yeah. obviously, you know, failure is not something you want to contemplate. But the human nerves, it's like an interview, like anything in this life. You'll be a bit stressed out. Yeah. But I think... Uh, I think to overcome that, I think practice is, is, is one of the most important things, being confident. And then actually, like you say, you know, just, just keep on studying as well. Make sure you know your theory. Do, do as many multiple, you know, tests as you can that scramble things up that ask a bit differently, you know, yeah. try to prepare as much as you can. And when you're at the end of the day, make sure you rock it. Yeah. And, and so, you know, with the exams, the one tip I, I always do give, everyone's um because of my manned aviation background um so i studied to be a commercial pilot um mm. and so with the multiple choice um what they do is you have two correct answers the one is correct and then you get the most correct <laughs> so you will only score oh, wow. <laughs> yes you'll only score the points if you select the most correct answer um so that's always something I, I tell everyone, and, and that's part of the, the methodology of multiple, uh, you know, multiple choice uh, examinations. Yeah, they, they always throw in that tricky slingshot that's close enough that confuses you at the end. Yeah, I know this. Very well. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, for sure. It's like, but this looks kind of okay, but in this, what is the context here? That, that's <laughs> yeah, whole, I get that. I, yeah, this is the thing yeah. about exams. Like an exam is not an exam if you... It, if you don't at least doubt yourself on a couple of questions. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Um, so, so obviously we had this fun thing, uh, COVID happening and mm. it kind of uh, turned the world on its head. Have you guys done anything particularly differently recently um, moved towards more uh, e-learning platforms or wife webinars? What have you been doing to, um, you know, keep on doing business as usual? I take it you guys were also hit hard, especially initially. And uh, um, I take it you guys are an essential service. What's the what's the story here? So with the training, um, we were quite fortunate in that we were allowed to um, hop onto, you know, your live stream classes where we could have, you know, videos and so on that, that's, you know, live streaming in, in effect. Um, so like your Zooms and your, your Google Teams and all of that. Um, yeah, but yeah. Before COVID, we, we had been working towards an e-learning uh, platform with an LMS, or if you want to call it, you know, computer-based training. Um, so COVID kind of gave the nudge for the regulator to say, okay, well, we we will accept computer or e-learning training now. Um, Mm, so mm. oh wow yeah we, that's that's a that's a big <laughs> shift eh? especially from the regular the red tape just got one percent less <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you know we're in the process um as i think most training facilities are at the moment for for on the drone mm. side um and i think it's going to be quite exciting because you know in today's day and age the a lot of the learning is taking place online um yeah 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 that's that's cool. I'm I'm happy to hear that. And um, just just I mean, from a student perspective, I take myself. You know, I've got a well, depending on how I feel the day, a seven to four or a seven to seven job. You know, it's uh, it's it. You know, you, you yourself, we've had 
fun chats. You know, some days are busy and some days are very busy. So um, it's it's not always easy to have a very uh, let's call it a, a, a structured, rigid program that doesn't allow for flexibility. Yeah. And I think you'll see this with with uh, the newer generation as well. They actually demand that flexibility much more. Uh, like our generation, you know, or my generation, I'm, I'm not taking into account how young you are. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of flexible, but I do enjoy on demand. I think anything that you can have on demand is excellent. And I know obviously the practical aspect is not that easy to do emulate that. Uh, but, you know, at least the theory part, you know, you can do that. If you can do that on demand, people can work on their own pace. But like you say, they should, what is important in this, and it can also be a bit of a trap is, to put your goal down in a like like you say that two weeks hammer it and get on with it don't use that as an opportunity to slack or go through it very slowly because mm. then you lose you lose momentum you forget a few things and you get a bit rusty yeah so yeah it's a blessing and a curse i guess you know <laughs> depending on how you approach it no absolutely i mean so that's the nice thing about e-learning is that you can do it at your, at your own pace but we're going to you know restrict how long it's going to take you to get through your theory because it, it should only take you six days. That's, and if you're taking yeah, a year, yeah. you know, you're going to get bored of reading the same thing. <laughs> yeah, your heart's not really in it anyway. Yeah. So you kind of need to reevaluate yourself yeah. in, if you're if you're being if you're gonna be like that anyway. So uh, okay, cool. That's 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 very informative. Thanks, Candace. And then um any any students doing interesting stuff in the industry? Um I don't know kind of how your alumni works or do you guys kind of uh, because I take a drone pilots are quite in demand and, and you're a big group. Do you sometimes, you know, take the cream of the crop and let the other guys kind of go into the drone industry? Um, what, what interesting stories do you have to tell, you know, about former students of yours? Well, so we, we've had a, a very large variety of, of students that we've trained. Um, uh, when I checked last time, it was over 700 students that we've trained since 2015. And um, there are quite a few that stand out for me. Um, so one would be the SA MBS pilots. Um, there were two candidates that were sent to RPAS Training Academy. And um, so, yes, I mean, they, they're the ones that are um, trying to get drones to fly blood uh, in South Africa um, as they're doing in, in the rest of Africa, like the company called Zipline. Um, so that's quite exciting. Yeah, it was yeah. really cool to be a part of that and, and to also learn from them and, and their experiences um, on, on what they were trying to achieve with the drone and, and transporting that. Um, so I know that they, they're getting closer and closer to their goal and uh, it will be really amazing to see that um, taking shape. And then one of our other students, uh, he opened up his own drone agricultural business in KZN. Um, it's called Paxis. And uh, he now, you know, had such a journey with him that he went from being a student to now running his own company. And he actually spoke as one of our, um, you know, panelists at, at the DroneCon webinar that we had last week. Um, so, you know, we've seen a lot of our, our, our clients kind of go full circle um, from fresh, green, 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 knows nothing about drones to being an expert in their field. And, you know, that's that's really exciting to see. And uh, when they start telling you things about the drone industry, like, you know, you feel very proud because 
the student has become the master. Exactly. Full <laughs> circle moment, as you say. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Like, should I do movie movie references and really? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm probably gonna hate myself a bit later, but I'm doing it now. I'm I'm full of Jad jokes these days. Uh, I don't know. Just COVID has changed me. So <laughs> no, that's fine. But I mean, that that really is the whole thing. Is when the student becomes the master, and then that makes you know that makes the archives seem really proud to see how how they progress and develop. And you know, again, yeah, as yeah. UDH group, it's it's great to see that and to collaborate with them, you know, in in business. Um, it makes it so exciting. That's that's incredible. Quick quick question then from my side. Um, do you, on your website are they are, are these um, webinars available for the public to go view, or or where can we find these? Yes, absolutely. So um, if you go to dronecon.co.za. Um, you'll see there's a tab called webinars. You can click on there and you can view um, any of the videos that we have on um, on the tabs there. Or you can go to YouTube channel and type in DroneCon or UDH Group, uh, any of the companies. Right. We're all there. We'll, we'll, we'll probably drop the links uh, <laughs> in the podcast itself. It's just uh, I just want the audience to know like if they... If they want to get there, you know, and, and Google it as we speak, like feel free to do so. Yes, because I think it's a it's a great way to actually get a bit. I, I'm I'm you you say the company's name is Paxes or the what's the company's name again? So the agriculture company is called Paxes. So yeah, yeah, I'll go check it out. It sounds like quite a interesting thing. I'm in KZN these days, so maybe I'll 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 drive out and and then. COVID willing and then go baby you know have a live interview with them it should be interesting yeah but I still owe you a visit as well Candice so <laughs> awesome. uh, if I'm up you're, you're in Joburg right yes our head office is in Joburg cool I'll 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 come and see you hopefully soon we'll we'll see how we do it and uh yeah maybe maybe I'm an essential service and I can do whatever <laughs> while I please you know you never know um <laughs> okay cool um then I think we'll move on to, in in you know having been in the aviation industry yourself and you know working for the group, any key indicators that you've seen that makes a competent uh, or a robust pilot? What what would you say those those qualities or skills are? So, I think the the most important thing is you need to be passionate about what you're doing. Um, and I think that applies to everything in life. If you don't love what you're doing, you know, you're not a happy person. And uh, when you're happy, you you do things better and you do it with, uh, you know, just 100% more than having to go, like, wash the dishes yeah. or something. Yeah. No one likes washing dishes. <laughs> no one skips to yeah, the dishwasher. Not, 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 dish, yeah, not even the dishwasher likes it. It's exactly. just, you know, programmed to do a job. You know, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, the, the, yeah. the first thing would, have, you know, have, have a passion for what you're doing and be inquisitive. Never stop learning. Um, you know, it is technically still in the technology sector. And as you know, technology is changing every hour and um, keep mm, up to date mm. with your with your systems keep up to date with your equipment know your equipment and uh, you know that for me would be what I would also one thing which isn't spoken much about in in the drone sector is uh, airmanship um, airmanship I think plays a vital role and airmanship is pretty much how you present yourself as a pilot um, you know whether it be manned or unmanned and um, so yeah, that that for me would, would 
when you say present yourself, is it like like how you in is that like pilot etiquette when when when, when you're interacting with prospective customers or maybe in in a pilot's case with your crew members um can you just elaborate a bit on that i'm like i say i'm not very clued up i'm the rookie yeah uh, <laughs> no, the rookie drone pilot no that's perfect so airmanship is is how you present yourself as a pilot so there's um i would say kind of like these unwritten rules um you know as an example when you're talking to to someone on the radio um you you speak in a specific language if you want to call it that and it's it's a radio language and um one of the things about the airmanship is is you can immediately hear when there's a student you know speaking for the first time and you you hear the uh, <laughs> zulu tango alpha bravo charlie uh, and then you hear that click off and and the biggest thing is you know be patient we we were all there we were all petrified of of having to speak on the radio and sounding like you know idiots and and we all did sound like idiots and we still do sometimes um and so that's one of the unwritten rules and and for me that's a, that's a bit of airmanship or you know if you flying um a circuit with your with your drone and um someone who else if you know flying their circuit at a separate field they kind of mm. wander close to you um, just, you know, listen to what your instructor says. That person's also struggling. There's no point in running across to them and going, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> so, um, you know, and then also things like your, your language, how you present yourself, um, you know, when you come to the field, make sure that you have your hat on, uh, you know, don't rock up in like baggies and stuff to a client, uh, unless, unless you, you're taking photos or videography of, of, for like a surfing movie, then it's, it's, you know, as and when is appropriate. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we, I, I also believe in that dress for the part. I yeah. mean, if my, if my customer's wearing shorts, I'm going to, I'm going to wear shorts. Yeah. If, if my customer's very, very dressed up, I, you know, I might spoil myself the day, you know, and then also look very savvy yeah. for, for the event, you know, no. that's, that's how I see it as well. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's, it's just it's just have have good etiquette basically like that's what in the business world how we would say it and like you say someone that's been in the business world or, or being a pilot one thing i really enjoy about pilots is if they kind of interact with with if you're flying an airline and they kind of make jokes and you know they're kind of humorous mm -hmm. you know and and i've always enjoyed that i always think it's the best thing about and i've always enjoyed and i remember these flights uh, you know, I always remember them. Um, you know, if the pilot cracks a joke or says something hilarious, yeah. it's, but also the dry sense of humor. Oh, yes. the <laughs> pilots tend to have very dry sense of humor, but they're hilarious and they, that joke rocks. So yeah. I've, I've had a lot of fun while flying, you know, um, that's, and I really enjoyed that. I think that's a very nice touch. And, and it also tells you something about the, the, the culture of, of the airline and, you know, yeah. how the staff are. And it's it's specific airlines that I've picked it up that you kind of get a very good vibe from the pilots. And I've always enjoyed that because it tells me like, you know, the guy's kind of into what he's doing. There's, there's kind of probably a good culture in this company. So little hints of things, you actually pick up a lot from it. So, well, I mean, yeah. That's, that's, that's exactly like when you were saying to me when you were chatting with Katie, um, you know, she answered your question she got you on time and it's it's the same thing so you know, like you said it would, would be the equivalent of, of business etiquette yeah yeah she's very interested in what she's doing and she does a good job because she's mm -hmm. actually you know she gives a damn we yeah. someone that's like 
insert generic example here an accountant and they 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 actually don't like numbers but they thought they'll make a ton of money yeah like you yeah yeah and and they pivot a lot hey eh? they they do move away and i hope they find something that makes them happy at the end of the day because you know we all kind of deserve that uh but but it's your responsibility to pick up the slack and get to it absolutely yeah yeah okay so so um no pressure why should a prospective pilot choose your institution this is your elevator pitch <laughs> i guess <laughs> well you know i think i've touched on it a couple of points throughout our conversation mm. um mm. you know we have been around for a very long time um our track record um on our website we- how, how many years exactly sorry to interrupt you there um how, how long have you guys been around so five years Five years. Oh, that's that's good in this in this space. Eh? Yes, yeah. Well, we were part of the first groups. So in, in total, there's only five training institutions for drone training in South Africa. Um, certified past- ones, mind you. Certified, yes. Um, <laughs> and, so our past training academy was one of the, the first, um, you know, first mm, groups. Mm. And then um, wow. we were also the first uh, BVLAS, so Beyond Visual Line of Sight uh, training facility approved in South Africa. And um, that was a lot of hard work, by the way, <laughs> but it was lots of fun. And um, this, is, this is exactly the time to throw in those humble brags. Go yes. get them. Um, so, <laughs> and then the biggest thing for us is that, you know, we want you to enjoy what you're doing. So um, come and yeah. visit, yeah. come and chat with us, find out more. Um, you know, if, if you, if this is something that you want to do, we want to help you to achieve that. And uh, we're a company that plays open cards. So, um, you know, when you go and you get our pricing and so on, ask the questions and you'll see that everything's listed there, line item or line item. Um, and we give you the options. Like, you know, we can assist you with your medical. You can go to the doctor yourself. And these are the deaf doctors we recommend. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just, that's our company culture. Uh, we, you know, kind of group of fun people, young, young and dynamic. Um, and, uh, you know, you, the more fun you have, the more you learn as well so and it can be yeah serious yeah. things when it comes to exams and so on but uh we want you to enjoy the experience so that's 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 excellent that's that i mean throughout this interview now i think you've 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 answered all the questions immaculately <laughs> and 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 i mean you, you kept your own and 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 you ha- you gave a ton of insight about the business so this is about kind of just wrapping it up and uh and you did that very well and yeah you guys you guys been you've been in it for a long while five years is is long in this industry ironically yes um it's only a five-year-old industry (laughs) yeah yeah i mean you you, you're you're there since its inception basically so that's that's incredible so i'll 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 bundle these two last questions um basically to to end off um what what if people want to, I almost used the 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 the, the, word, the COVID word pivot. Oh lordy! Um, if people <laughs> if people want to change their careers, let's say they they don't like their job and you know they they see drones as as kind of a a, a nice career path or something that they might like. Um, what what advice do you have for those people? And then you know they basically at the end of the day they let's call them aspiring pilots. You know someone as well that's they're kind of still on the so, so we'll speak to that first. So let's talk about someone that's already in a career and they want to change. And then I'll ask the second question 
because I do want to make the distinction. Mm. What advice would you give these people? So people who are wanting to change careers, I mean, it's, it's I'm one of those people that changed career <laughs> and changed direction. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, yes, number one, it can definitely be intimidating. Um, ask the questions um, and, and find people who are willing to explain and re-explain and re-explain it again until you, you get it. Um, you know, Aviation, like I said, it's it's um, it can sometimes be a different language. There's a lot of abbreviations, and we've gone through some of them in our conversations. You know, you an RPL, a ROC, a CAA, an ATO, a TPM, all of these things. And yeah, I I I I almost like it's what for me it was death by abbreviation. <laughs> to so, be honest, when I initially started this journey, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, like, and, and that's why I, that's why we have the salespeople in in our teams that we do because they 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 passionate about what they're doing and they're passionate about drones, so they want to have these conversations with you. So if you are thinking yeah, of yeah. changing, you know, changing gear or changing direction, um. You know, give us a, give us a call and and let's see how we can help you. Um, you know, also if it's not necessarily a, a complete change of career, um, you know, drone can complement um a lot of you know a, lo- a lot of different businesses. So yeah, you know, you could you could just add um at pretty much the end of the day. So you could be doing something, adding the drone, and then you you know that might open up a, a whole different um, exciting path for you to take and uh, so as you know our company that's something that that we like to help people accomplish and um, if you if you have a problem it's we'll look at the solution for you yeah yeah i think i think that's 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 awesome and i think what people can do as well unless you want to add to that um candace no, sorry i just kind of yeah yeah i think actually Joining, you know, the easiest way that I kind of went is, is I started joining the online communities, uh, mm. like on Facebook, social media, start asking questions there, you know, um, maybe, maybe get a drone or go to a friend that has one and not an expensive one, please. And, and, and go with his supervision, try and fly it. You know, um, I know in the industry, you guys use Adimote, which is, you don't fly with GPS necessarily, um, depending on kind of the situation, but most com- uh, consumer drones have GPS mode and it's much easier to fly and handle it, you know, get a feel for it. And then maybe go to institutions like Arpas, call them up, just say, hey, like, I'm, I'm kind of not sure if this is for me, but can I come through? Can I come, you know, see how, 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 you know, what it, what it's all about, how people get instructed or whatever they want. I, I don't, I'm not sure I'm speaking on behalf of you guys here, but I mean, I surely you're open for people to just come have a look from a safe distance oh, yes. and uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, visit these places. And, and then as well, if your industry that you're in has a unique challenge and you think you can solve it by drones or you can look at, you can Google existing uh, case studies on it, how, how people are shifting the operations you can actually build a case study from a cost perspective, see how things are done right now. And then, you know, if you're good with numbers or projects and then say, Hey, you know, we can potentially do it like this. Here's a good case study. And then actually, you know, in your business, go get the certification, link in with the ROC and start, you know, doing stuff in your company with drones and, you know, change the whole industry if you want to there's there's so many things that you can do i know that's a bit kind of much further down the line but 
I think looking inwards to what you know yeah. and seeing how you can innovate is, is not a bad idea. No, absolutely. And then, um, Candice, the, the last and final question then, like aspiring pilots, and I think those are the people, you know, right after school maybe, or people that that kind of, they've they've bitten into it, they kind of want to get going, but they're not kind of sure how or you know, um, what advice do you have for them? You know, they kind of, they want to get going, but, you know, like I was, I was very intimidated. And 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 we did cover the kind of basic steps mm-hmm. in this conversation. Any advice for them, people that want to become pilots, especially? Um, yeah, like like we mentioned before, I mean, do, do a bit of research and get hold of someone who's informative. And there are a lot of, well, not a lot, I, I would say that's, that's a broad assumption, but there are a few people who will make comments as well um, that aren't necessarily always factual, factually correct. Um, so yeah. when you are looking for your, or doing your research, make sure that there, there's a source reference or you know, there's a credible reference to, to what's being said. Um, mm. you know, and then also anything new in life, is it, it can always be intimidating. It's, uh, you know, it takes you out of your comfort zone. So it is uncomfortable. Um, and I honestly believe if you find the right people that are prepared to take you on that journey and make you feel comfortable, then then you know you've hit the the, the right place. And you know, and you know, just enjoy it and have fun. And uh, yeah, that's all I can really say. Well, that's we've said quite a lot today, and, <laughs> and I think this has been a very information dense episode but that's 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 why i'm here for and i hope that our listeners are here for that exact reason as well um candace we'll we'll link the information of your school up in the episode so if you guys want to reach out to arpas i'll i'll add the notes to the show and 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 then on that note candace any final uh you know pieces of wisdom or information you want to give to our listeners um, we end no, I mean, yeah, first, I mean, lastly, I, I wanted to say thank you very much for creating this platform um, so that your people can listen in and learn more about drones. I think it's exceptionally great. Uh, I don't think there is anyone in South Africa that has a specific uh, drone podcast. So kudos to you. And uh, yeah, <laughs> like I said, I mean, um, we we're, we like doing everything drones. So um, there's no such thing as a stupid question as well. So pop us, a, uh, pop us an email or contact us on social media and uh, there will definitely be a, a friendly face to to help you. <laughs> a, a human one, not a, a, not, not a recording one. machine or an Android or a bot. No. Uh, our are all about them humans. <laughs> okay, Candice, stay on the line um, um, afterwards. But, but for our audience today, thanks for joining and for taking the time to listen to us. And keep flying the good flight.